6 to 7 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Oh, what a great delivery. Was that an inside edge? Yes, he's off. He's gone. What a fantastic start for Antini and for South Africa. And Australia already on the back foot. Fantastic start. Little inside edge. The big, big fish. He goes for one. It's one for one. Australia one for one. Phil Jakes. Forgotten man of Australian cricket as far as I'm concerned anyway. As Alan Donald has said, he's got his line absolutely right. First over, and it's telling. This is Antini when he's in good form. And a good catch from uh, the man with the buckets there. Oh, he goes for naught. It's one for two. So, Damien Martin now to the crease. Hooked up in the air, there's a man under it. Is this three down? Yes, it is. Antini takes his third. Martin goes, Australia in all sorts of trouble. Michael Clark comes to the wicket. That's out, that's caught behind, that's a huge nick. Short outside off stump, shortish outside off stump, going for the big booming drive on the up stuff. Have another look at it. Well, he's ripped the heart out of this top order. Would you believe it, Australia 7 for 4. Well, good evening, everybody, and thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabi Samosia. Katlaku Mudiba produces the show, and Patrick Munana is our technical producer this evening. That clip that we have opened with is uh, from when Makayandini took 6 for 22 in an ODI against Australia. One is, well, it's definitely his best figures in one day cricket, but one of his best figures in a Proteas Ajezi, one of his best performances in a Proteas Ajezi there, Makai Antini. And it's a sign to say that tonight we are proud to announce that we've finally been able to bring Makai Antini on the show. We've tried a couple of times. Uh, we couldn't get him on when we had scheduled interviews, but finally he's agreed to speak to us and he's available to talk to us tonight between 6 and 7. The Proteas legend who inspired many South Africans during his fantastic career as he became the first black player to play for the Proteas. He went on to have a long career that lasted 12 years from 98 to about 2010 and is also a stalwart of the domestic game, of course, having turned out for board and the Warriors and that's the beauty of the job that we do that once in a while or well more, more than once in a while we get to speak to our heroes here on SAFM Spot On and we're really blessed and honoured tonight to be in a conversation with one of my idols um, Makai Antini and thankfully Makai Antini has not been lost to the game we can still hear him in commentary he's also coached his son plays professional cricket he's coached Zimbabwe if you might remember and he also wants to help produce rising stars so he's going to talk to us about all of that tonight and what is the latest with the Makai Antini Dini Academy. And please feel free to join us with any questions you might have for Makai and Dini tonight because that's why we actually open the lines and we take the voice notes. The interviews are not about me or my views uh, but it's a collective on, on, on this show. It's not about the presenter or the host uh, here on SAFM Spot On. We, we can all ask questions. This is where you come in because I can't ask all the questions and I can't remember all the points about Makai and Dini's career. So this is where you come in. Please send your voice notes right now because I can already see that Twitter is buzzing. We're going to have a busy show tonight. So you 
you can send them to this WhatsApp number 061-4104-107. Any questions for Makaya and Dini tonight, 061-4104-107. That is the WhatsApp number for the voice notes. I'll repeat it if you're a first-time listener, if you, and then you should save it after that. It is 061-4104-107 for all the shows on SAFM. And our SMS number is 41391. You can also call us on our number 0117142006 if you have any questions or any comments for Makaya and Dini. Already Tuska Mahole saying that uh, Makaya and Dini was special. Matthew Hayden knows him very well. Sean Borkwes says Simlindi Leputi Umakaya. Kabelo Tumelo Tumelo Cabello says Makaya always speaks his mind. It'll be interesting when he talks about the Proteus technical team. And um, yeah, that's the conversation we'll have with Makaya and Dean. And somebody just reminded me about the 438 match. I didn't have that in the preparations, actually, because he, he played a very crucial role. We've always heard from the guests that we've brought on the show here that uh, him and Tipa Puta Tipen are getting out quickly, um, led the Proteus to that 438 match in 2006. That one I remember at the Wanderers. So Kayantini is our guest tonight on SAFM Spot On. There is uh, action in the PSL this afternoon. There were two games that kicked off at 5. Mpomaleka and DVD Matebula are on the bench for TTM against Marispec United. Dylan Kerr still awaiting his papers and they are leading 1-0. Tabo Mnyamane with the goal there for TTM. It should be early in the second half now. Also 1-0 to Golden Arrows at the moment against uh, Stellenbosch in Stellenbosch with Modi. They're making the most of a defensive area error from Umtetwa. It's 2-0 now. Oh, it's 2-0 now. Michael Gumede has scored uh, for... Is that Bodlel? Yeah, it looks like Bodlel. Michael Gumede has scored for Golden Arrows. So it is a 2-0 there for Golden Arrows against Stellenbosch. Now, Stellenbosch have been struggling recently. No win in their last five matches in the league. And I think no wins in, the, in, in their last uh, six matches there. Yeah, it is Michael Michael Gumede with the goal for Golden Arrow. So it's 2-0. I believe Makayantin is already on the line. So we're going to go to him after this short break. Zanzi's Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Mosea. SAFM 104 to 107. Nationwide. This Valentine's Month, the month of affection, spend time with the one you love. February is Valentine's Month. SAFM wishes you a love-filled Valentine's Month. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's get into our conversation with Makai Antini, who has not lost to the game and is doing some wonderful work at the moment. Damek, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for speaking to us tonight. Hey, boss, how are you doing? Kunjani, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you Hey, Bilins. How are you doing? 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 How are you According and why when you cut his own as a funny fool, I want to spinach some old man as Silala Suvuka. Who's patelling the spinach? Who's patelling the house in Makai? But are you well? How is lockdown treating you? Man, it's up and down. Eh? What can you say? You know, it's we're happy that we're alive. Eh? We stay home most of the time. You don't go and, and do normal thing, but my, my routine is still stay the same. You know, I get on a 
on a bike and then I ride and come back. I go to the gym and I put on my running shoes. I go for a run. Simple and clear. I was about to ask, are you still training as hard as you did when you were playing, Tamek? I, do, I think it's it's even more than I was. Eh? <laughs> Is it addictive? Understanding, understanding that I'm not chasing anything now. Uh-huh. I don't have to stay lean and all that matter. You know, I need to bulk. So when you see and look at me and says, damn, this guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the pic- pictures of you cycling with Ulax Ulukolo September. How is he, he on the bike? He knows that, you know, that he stays behind. <laughs> and I, I put him in his place. Huh. <laughs> and what is it about cycling that you enjoy? I think it's a hobby. You know, sometimes you need to challenge yourself and things that you never done it, you know, uh, while you were active. Mm. And then I think uh, cycling became something that I enjoy the most with running, you know, so it's a mixer of, of them all. Because I believe that if, you know, you don't train your, your mind to be free, you mm. can never be free yourself, even your soul. So riding, you know, it's almost like you take your mind outside of uh, thinking of to-do list. You know, and then you become, you know, that person when you stop, you know, your brain is, is overfreshed. Mm. Ah, that's interesting, Makaya. Nice way <laughs> to put it there. I know we've also been hearing a lot of you in co- in commentary. Are you enjoying commentary? I know it's been a few years now, but do you love it? Yeah, it, it becomes my life because, you know, the the good thing about the commentary, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you're talking about what you have achieved and what you know about the game. You know, there's no you know, piece of paper in front of you that you read through, whatever that you need to talk about, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's it, it's one of uh, the best part, you know, when it comes to working environment because you talk about what you see and then you explain the reason why you're seeing what you see. Yeah, and you also tell us things that we don't see because as a former player, only you guys can have that insight. Most definitely. I always say to my fellow colleagues that we are the most influential people when it comes to the game. Mm. Because everything that we say, people take into consider and go and work towards what we see. Because, you know, uh, playing the game for more than 25 years, you know, it's it's a, it's an experience on its own, you know. Mm. Yeah, so it, whatever that we see, it's almost like it reverses your you know, your memories and you become young as well and say, <laughs> this is the only way that he can be able to be better if he go and work on ABCD. And how, and how is it comment, commentating when your son is playing? <laughs> no, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a touch and go. It's touch and go because at the end of the day, he always calls me back and say, Dad, what do you think? And then we sit down and talk about it, which is uh, it's he is in a in a good space in a in a way that he has the best coach ever, mm. you know. Because uh, as a, as as he became one of the greatest young bowlers of the country so far, you know, he's got the the best coaches, you know, at home, whereby he will never get the lie. Mm. Everything is going to be told as it is, mm. and what to expect on and off the field. Oh yeah, we thought it out. You know that those are those things are most important. You know, and then he, he can't run to anybody else because you know the door is forever open. You know, at home. But who taught him how to bet? Because it can't be you, Makaya. He bets much no, better. I, I, let, me, let me tell you the history of all of this. You know, I think I think you know uh, touring with him. You know, you've got days where there's absolutely nothing to do after we came back from the training, and then the likes of uh, Neil McKenzie, uh, Jock Callis, Mark Boucher. 
you know, they will play with him in a karadu. So it, it, that's how all of that started. Oh. You know, you will forever have his uh, small cricket bat with him. You know, as young as the age of uh, one and a half. You know, he's, he's, been, he's been in that grooming right through his career. His lifestyle, I should say. Mm. Yeah. And he rates himself as a batsman. Do you agree that he oh, can yeah. hold the bat? Oh, no, we started out. He was an open at school, eh? oh. right through his school, his school uh, thing. Eh? Because um, from the age of what, uh, under 10, mm. he was an opener until he gets to what you call metric. Mm. Yeah, so so he's, he's not bad on that. So that's why he fancy himself that he, he can still bat at number 10. He wants, <laughs> to, he wants to get to that all-rounder position with number 7, you know, at number 8. <laughs> how did he yeah, end number up? Six, number six is a wicket keeper, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How did he end up betting left-handed, though? Wow. You know, it's a when you have a hero, and that thing his hero was Lance Klusner. Uh-huh. You know, if you look at Klusner, he's, he bets left and he bowls right. It's exactly as what Tan was doing. Uh-huh. You know, so he, he enjoyed you know watching Lance play, and then even the aggressiveness that he has. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's almost like. You know, he, he wants to compare himself with uh, the likes of uh, Zulu Boy. Okay, that's interesting. And were you good friends with Lance Klusner during your days? Well, we speak the same language. What do you mean? Nase Balen. Na pina amda we. Abos tibana kona tina sas ngatedi English class sobabi. Tadi Zulu nestoza. Ah, siya fana mozus pumen mowene one. <laughs> That's why people say in that run out in '99, he was saying. I was with him and Lalen Donald. Yeah, apparently he was saying. Player of the series also. But Tamek, it's good that you've not been lost in the game since you stopped playing because we've seen now that you're also doing some wonderful work with Betway. You've always been big on giving back and helping produce talent. Why is this important for you to, to do this work with Betway and to make sure that you, you, you give back? Man, I was so surprised receiving a call from Tabang. <laughs> and then when he explained to me and says, "No, we, you know, we they looking to get a couple of uh, you know heroes and heroines, you know, to be part of uh, Betway, regarding of the initiatives that they're doing in the rural areas and then uh, the schools and the suburbs, you know. And then I think the community it, it was more needed than anything else. And then um, I said to him, "Listen, it's been one of my." wish and a dreams that I can lay a hand to someone and then change his, um, his lifestyle. Mm. So um, I really said to him, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in, you know, regardless of uh, what you guys are thinking, but let's, let's make sure that uh, the talk will happen after of what, how you're going to use us regarding of that. But the first part is to give you my, my heads up and say, I'm, I'm, I want to be part of it. I'm free. You know, so it, 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 it was one of those things that you you really, really, you know, you wanted to do it. You know, even now when it it happens during the COVID, I says, man, you know, um, what a, a good timing. Mm. And so how is it going to work? What are the, What is expected of you? You know, expectation is something that everybody is, is looking forward to. You know, I think my position is to work with them you know, towards the vision that they have. And then we give a little bit of an, an ideas of uh, how they can go about because sometimes 
you know, um, with the rural areas that we we want to challenge or or target it, you know, there's a different way of dealing with people, you know. So what I'm trying to say to you is a, it's it's a, it's it's one of those things that cricket is part of our rural areas, ne? Mm. And then people that they've been part of the game long before us, they are hungry. Regarding, not saying hungry for money-wise, they are hungry of the game that it can be reintroduced again. Because if you remember the games now, they've been closed for quite some time. So no one is, is playing from the club-level point of view. Mm. But with the initiative that they're bringing up to empower you know, the people that they wanted to be part of the game and then gain the skills in making sure that, you know, they they don't run away with their knowledge. You know, it it, 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 it gets brought back into the community. So that on its own, it's empowering them. You know, uh, they will be given the, the likes of um, the equipment. You know, they will be, you know, a lot of, uh, I, I think one of the things that are always put up front as well is facilities. You know, cricket is different than rugby and soccer. You can kick the ball anywhere, but you cannot bowl the ball anywhere. You need facilities to bowl the cricket ball. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't bounce like a rugby ball, doesn't bounce like a soccer ball or or netball. You know, so those are kind of things that I think if we can, if Betway can be able to achieve that mm-hmm. in our rural areas, men, they will have done marvelous things. You know, mm-hmm. so I think rural people, they want to see something for them to be able to be connected with. Mm. You can't just give them the equipment and say, what do you do with this? Ne? Because there's no facilities. So that's the only thing that I think Betway needs to, you know, buy into regarding of uh, the rural cri- uh, uh, cricketers. And how confident are you that it can be a success? Because I know you've wanted to do this since you were playing and uh, there were so many promises made and looks like say now that, there's light that, at the end again. of the tunnel. <laughs> Said that again. You know, um, we can we can dwell into the past. You know, I think you know from my point of view, I think um, I've passed the stage of listening to people that they just want to sell the the lip services. Ne? Mm. So I am I'm looking forward to people that they want to do things. You know, so Betway, if they've already been part of thirty organizations already, mm. for me it's a sign of. Uh, of, of 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 the light, you know what we're talking about. At the end of the day, so when they came to me and says, "Mackie, we've been involved in city organization, and then it's been going very well. We wanna partner with you." That on its own, that was the, the thumbs up for me. Yeah, and yeah. then I know that you know um, if they already been part of that and then it's been successful, you know they've already made their research very very well. That's why now all of a sudden they wanna be part of the the cricketing environment bring cricket into the into our community so for me that on its own you know it it made a massive difference so for me you know i'm not a person who just get excited i'm a person who just want to show how people they can get to where we are than saying okay this is what we bring into your village and then after all find your own way where you're gonna use it i don't i don't i don't work like that I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave something that if Betway has sponsored the Nets in uh, in my village, that on its own, it does not only rub off 
to me or because of a Betway initiative. It rubs up to, to those that they actually thought that the cricket has been lost. But all of a sudden now, Betway brought cricket into life. So those are kind of things that I'm, I'm very excited about. And then I'm looking forward to work with them. And then, you know, um, bringing the skills to people of uh, our, our nation. Mm-hmm. It's something that has been long overdue. You know, and then people, they, we can make a change in, in their lives and then we can make a, a difference, you know, in, in our community. And are you going to be focused on the Eastern Cape? Because I know that's always been your passion. Focusing on the Eastern Cape, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I forever want to start it. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys who says I want to start at home regardless of what. So when, when my home, the grass is a little bit greener, then I can go to the next and plant a grass on the, on, the, on the next, and then I can go to the next. So that when I look back, I can see my trend, where I started and where I am. I don't want to be the, the, the passage. I don't want to be the passage that everybody walks through it, and then you actually lost your own footsteps. I want to walk in the passage knowing that these are my footsteps. I can be able to track them and go back to where I started. Yes, and and you mentioned how important it is to have equipment and facilities, and it seems like you want these facilities to be in these rural areas, in the community, instead of us seeing maybe one player from a team gets taken to these cricket-playing schools and then the others stay behind. Is that why your focus is always on the communities and the rural areas? Community, community it's, it's, a, it's, it's one of the things that we, we can't really um, run away from. You know, at, Trying to have uh, 10 people and take them to the, the multiracial schools, for me, does not make uh, a sense. But if I can be able to say, this is an environment that I want everyone to call it at home as cricketers. So the rural areas that are surrounded, those areas that they have their um, facility, they can come and use it. And then you have the coaches, you have the um Nutritions. You have though those people that we call mm-hmm. them uh, fitness fanatics. Even you know, the physios. They, they, those are the people that we need to empower them because we do have them, regardless of uh, saying that is a rural. But no, mm-hmm. we do have those people that we can give them those uh, empowers. You know, so that they can be able to use those resources and sources. You know, within their own walking distance. You don't have to catch a train to go and, and work because everything is right under your nose. So if Betway can be able to achieve that, then, then the, the, the future of those kids that they come out of those rural areas, it will come after. But the most important part for me is to see and create. When you create, that's when then you're going to see the growth of whatever that you are part of. And I would think then, Tamek, it's only also because of your background from emptying. There were no opportunities for you until oh, yeah. you went to, to, to Dale. I believe that back in the days, emptying, you, you would have to find cow dung to keep your feet warm. <laughs> you know, as, as, as a rural boy, you know, shoes were only for school. Ah. When you go to school, you only wear your shoes. When you come back from school, you put them away because you've got 12 months to look after them. So if you're going to use them every day, they're going to be bugged. So you won't be able then to have school shoes. So the, the cow dung, it's, it's, it's something that we, I'm proud of. 
You know, and then I think, you know, if I can say that I'm very, very happy that I was part of the uh, development because it has changed my life. People, they came to our rural areas and then they saw us and then they took us out of rural areas and put us to the schools that we can be able to speak the word of English. You know, the word of English was not being being taught to us. No, we were sent to the school to say, okay, this is where you're going to learn your English then you can be able to communicate with the white guy next to you that speaks English. And being able to communicate with the world, you know, so that's the only language that everybody could understand and speak, is English. So those are kind of things then that we need to develop in our rural areas. But of course, it's going to take time. Mm. It's not going to be out of, you know, we can't achieve that in six months. But the six months is a, is a base of things to come. Mm. which is I'm excited of. Okay, so the six months is the term of this project with Betway at the moment? At the moment, yes, but with continuity of it. And you once told, if I remember correctly, I think it was Neil Manthorpe, that if you wrote a book, your autobiography would be called Ubulong. <laughs> no, a black man behind cow dung. Oh, a black man behind cow dung. A black man behind the cow dung. Yo. And that's still the case. You still want to call it, it that? It, it stands. It, it, that will never go away. It doesn't matter if you, you're going to try to change it and put them because it's not going to make any value. Mm. But as a man that grew up behind the cows and riding horses, that's the best way that I think my book could be called off. So when can we expect that book, Makayanti? People have been asking. <laughs> I know, I know, especially with things that are happening in our cricket at the moment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it's it's on its way. It's 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 on the pipeline. Don't worry, people. They they will get it. Mm. They will get it. It is going to be a very exciting book that I can tell you. It is not going to have the stats. It's just going to be the life changing moments. And then I know that the schools. You know, it's it. They are they are one of the the most, you know, uh, places that I I, I want to target to to sell the book because the kids that are, you know, coming from the rural areas thinking that they they will never make it, but the moment they read the book that, you know, um, it will coming from me, they will definitely look ahead and see, you know, these things of uh, underestimating uh, the abilities that we have. It has to be out of the market. I'm glad you're targeting schools because I remember when you played your test match and you took that wicket of Aravinda da Silva. They, yes, they took us out of school that day in 98 <laughs> and we were all sitting watching cricket in the library. It was the best Man, day of my schooling career. This young was... fellow, this young fellow with uh, no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and he was caught behind, ne? Caught behind by Mark Boucher. Mark Boucher, yes, I remember that. Mark, I will not forget that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Makayo, people are so happy to hear from you. Let's just take a few messages that we have. Tabiso and uh, Makaya. I wonder if Makaya can answer this question, or maybe you guys can discuss it. I think that um, the old format of selecting players from club level into the provincial sides for me was a very, very good system. But now that sports are being professionalized, it minimizes opportunities for young people to come through the club ranks and be selected to play at provincial or even at international level. Um, I wish that the cricket can go back to that system where they are selecting guys from club level and not only professionally uh, contacted players. Alfred Harris from the Western Cape.
Good evening, everybody. This is Itumilan from Middleburg. Tabiso, thank you very much for bringing in Umakai and Dini there. Um, certainly a legend, a lovely show as well. Um, Umakaya was, for me, Umakaya was the player who made me fall in love with cricket, uh, fall in love with the Proteas, because I remember when I started watching the Proteas in, in 03 or 04, he was the player who made me relate to the Proteas. So I just want to say thank you <laughs> for your career, I suppose. Um, and thank you for bringing so much joy in my life, uh, for watching cricket as well. Okay, thanks for that, Titumileng. I think a lot of uh, a lot of us feel like that. I mean, a lot of us at Makayantini posters on the wall. He's still the point of reference when we talk about uh, cricket. And uh, Makaya, he was just saying thank you to you. As, as the first black African player to play, as they call it, black African in cricket, what? How much weight did that put on your shoulders? Did you feel the pressure? Did you feel a lot of responsibility? Because you always played with a smile. You know, let, let me tell you something. Probably you, you you might not even recall. You know the the father called um, jo, uh, uh, Kaya Majola? Yes, yes, yes. You know, I remember before he passed away, I was um, I was in Johannesburg just before we started the test match. We were in a team meeting. Mm. He walks in in, a, in, a, in our team meeting and says to me, I know that I'm no I'm not gonna be that long. But I just wanna come here and say to you remember one thing, the world and the country depends on you. Mm. Just before he passed away. He left the hospital, came all the way to the team meeting just to see me and say these words to me. Mm. Our country depends on you. So when those words, you know, um, they they never left me. Man, everything from there, I didn't perform or play because knowing that the, the people or black people in South Africa, they're looking at me. Mm. I wanted to show the world that I am the best, you know, from the the team that we played then. And then within all of that, I knew that my country will be watching every step that I take. But those those words, they gave me more power than just playing the game of cricket for the sake of playing it. Mm. And then keep on reminding me that just remember where you come from. You are the son of the soil. You are the person that the development has seen that it can be made, you know? So the country on its own, it, it, it was part of me. Mm. The black kids from the rural areas, you know, uh, schools and, and the communities that I am proud of being part of, I knew that they are watching every step. You know, performing and having, you know, them in, a, in my shoulders, it was not the case. Mm-hmm. But I knew that, that their wish was one is for me to succeed so that their kids, they can be able to follow the footsteps of a young black, you know, um, cricketer that comes from nowhere to become the great in the world. And then having to set the goals was something else. Wanna be number one in our country, that was my first one. Beating, you know, the likes of Sean Pollock. I, wanna, I wanted to hold those records. Mm. I wanted to make sure that I... You know, I see a lot of uh, young cricketers coming through. When they get given that first cap to represent the country, 
I want to be next to them. The likes of um, Funekongam, the likes of Mondezo Ndeki, the likes of Tamitolo Kile, the likes of, uh, you know, um, um, what you call this guy? Is a convenient selector now? Uh, Victor Pitang, yes. you know, the likes of Tandi Chabalala, the likes Lord of Postman. Uh, Lord Postman, you know. So all of those guys that they came after me, I made sure that they feel welcomed. Hmm. But it, it will never be, other person will do that to them. Hmm to show them the way and tell them this is how it gets done mm. within the environment that we are, because we all know that the, the cricket was a white dominant sport. Mm. It was not meant for us to play that sport. We were supposed to be marathon runners and, and, and kick football. Mm. And play wing football. in rugby. And we play wing in a rugby, yeah, because we're used to be chased by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. <laughs> but Makaya, now, with all that you've said, with you trying to make everybody feel welcome and everybody that comes after you to feel like they belong there, did you feel welcome when you made the team and you were the first uh, black player? I used to eat mango every team meeting because I didn't understand what they were talking about. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I didn't want to put my mind into it. Um, you know, used, uh, Pollock used to abuse me with that and say, where did you get these things? Every time you come into the team meeting, you're eating this thing. <laughs> eh? I said, that's the only way that I, uh, you see, I calm myself down, knowing that he, whatever that you guys want to talk about, it probably I won't even understand it. Mm. So I might as well just have my own way of understanding the game by just, you know, putting my mind out of it. Now, um, when you're talking about being welcomed, you know, you mm. have people that you look up to. Mm. And then those people was Lance, Lance Klusner. He was one of them. Anything that I do not understand, I'll run to him and then I'll ask him in my language. Mm. And then he will understand, you know. You know, it, these are these are kind of things that uh, I think... You know, they really made a massive difference to me not to be, you know, in a position of being exposed into politics, being exposed into racism, into sport, because I never put my mind into everything that's going around me. Mm. I had to put the wall in front of me and said, okay, what do you want to achieve? It has to be you to know it. Nobody else. Mm. And then I always say that to my children as well, that it says, you must never wear a face of of unhappiness. When you leave home and go to school, even if you didn't eat, you must always wear the smile on your face because people, the, mom, the moment people know what you're going through, it becomes an extra struggle because people, they're going to use it against you. But if you smile all the time, they, must, they won't even know what you're going through. Just because of that, you'll be the best person around and then you'll be the best person that they want to hang around with so those are kind of things that i, I really you know um I learned as i go along regarding of my my playing times you know even if i feel the pain but i will never worry it on my face i'll forever smiling it doesn't matter what you you think or what you think i'm going through but i will never say it you will never see it because the wall that is in front of you you can never penetrate it yeah, that's in, that explains it then, why you always played with a smile. Because every game, <laughs> Makaya was smiling. We could see all your teeth there. But at that time, I mean, it must have been tough because Paul Adams was just before you and then you came in. Did you feel like you, 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 you felt like you belonged there as a player or were you looked at as a quarter player, which some players are still saying today, they feel like they treated like that? I was, I was a quarter player until I retired. 
regardless of the tenfold lords. Regardless, regardless of the achievement that I've made, regardless of what I have achieved, but I every time I will forever feel that like I'm still a quota player, which is I was proud of. Mm. You see, I was proud of that. I was proud of that name because I'm a product of it. Because the quota system actually gave me the opportunity to become who I am. Mm. That on its own it has never is never been something that I can put myself under pressure on. No. Mm. Yes, I'm a product of quota player, but it's one of the things that I always fight for, you know, within the South African system and says there is no way that a player who's gone through the same system all the way up until he gets selected to play for the country and still be called a quarter player. But within all of those things, we were quoted as well that we don't want quarter system to be, you know, to be nested, to be part of the, of the, the cricket South Africa. We say no. Mm-hmm. We don't say quarter system should not be because quarter system is part of, uh, of our lives. With the opportunities that it was brought by quota uh, system, they made us as who we are today. Because the opportunities were given, and then we took it with full hands. But we're fighting over the name after you get given the cap. And representing the country, you can never be still called a quota player. Those were the, that, those were way that we were fighting for. But There's that no was the only way to get you in the team. Oh, oh that's the only way. Otherwise, that we you can... wouldn't get a chance. We would have never played cricket if the system was not being put up front. Mm. You know, I remember now within a week ago, we were in, um, we were just um, the, during the rain in Johannesburg, and uh, while we were in Porchestrom, we're sitting, you know, um, just around the, what's it called, this thing? in one of the guest houses. Mm. And then we were talking about the whole system. And then I said, and then Vugile asked me, mm. do Much you on. think, yes. And then you asked me, do you think you can be still called um, a quota player even if you were still playing now? He's talking about now. Mm. And then I said, Vooks, I am a product of quota system. And that on its own, I cannot run away from. That initiative, it doesn't matter who initiated it. It made a massive difference in our lives. That's the reason we are here today. We play this game because of the quarter system. If you all remember, as I said to you earlier on, cricket was not part of our, you know, um, uh, thinking mm. in, in, in our wildest dreams. If you remember, all people in South Africa that are, let me say colored people, black, mm. colored, Indian. We were supporting West Indies. Yeah. Our heroes were West Indians. Yeah. Regardless of what, we're living in a country that is playing the same game of cricket. But West Indies was one of our great heroes. Because they looked like yeah. us. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they play the style of the game that we played in the rural areas. Yeah. If you look at the likes of uh, Viv Richardson, Mm. You look at the likes of uh, Clive Lloyd. I'm talking about the likes of uh, Malcolm Marshall from the bowler's point of view. Those were our heroes. Yeah, and you bowled like Malcolm Marshall, eh? He was my hero. Yes. You saw a lot of him when he played here in South Africa, eh? 
Man, no, before that, you know, yeah. I, this, is, this is one of the greatest things that has happened in, in my life. I remember we were playing uh, um, against uh, Natal, mm. and then we, it was a day-night game, and then I was part of that uh, team, 1995. Mm. And then Malcolm was here. So when I, when I looked at him across the room, you know, I had a goosebumps. I was so shy that I couldn't go and talk to him. <laughs> but he, listen to this. He came to me and says, I knew that you were looking at me. Oh. And then I said, yes, sir, I was looking at you because seeing you, it was something that I'd never thought of because you're my hero. Sure. And then he says, I know that. Everybody, since I got here, they told me about you. But my worry was, will I be able to see you? So that we can talk man to man and, and tell you how this game get played. You know, oh. so it, it, it was it was a, a great achievement. Listen to this. Not it is not as it does not even end there. Mm. When I broke his record, mm. goodness grace, I was in the West Indies. Oh, the thirteen wickets in <laughs> Test cricket. No, 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 no. Before that one. Oh. Remember, Marco, uh, Marco Marshall has two hundred and seventy-seven wickets. Oh yes, 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 yes. So when I broke his record, I went to his grave. I went to his grave. I was taken by one of our lazy officers. Mm. And then he took me to where Marco Marshall was laid. Yeah. Just the day I broke his record. And you paid tribute. Why should not? Sure, yeah, yeah. Why should not? He was my hero. I remember that West Indies team. He, he, man, he was my hero. You know, regardless of, uh, you know, we played for South Africa, but... You know, um, knowing that your hero, it comes from this area. And then his record, you broke it in the same country that you are in. And then you are able to go and visit where he's laid. That's incredible. <laughs> Before I go back to the voice notes, Makaya, there was a question about club cricket. And now you're reminding yeah. me of, of Eldin Baptist. Yes, yes, yes. Who I also, wanted to answer that. Yes, Eldin Baptist also played club cricket in PE. And yeah. I remember there was a United... Do you know that United cricket team of Kenneth Mahua, Derek Sontundu, Roger Kek, Tikjan, the wicket keeper? Yeah, I know all of that. I know all what's, of that. What's Can your you take on club cricket at the moment and how players are selected? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a sad story of an affairs. And then I think if Cricket South Africa can go back to where the cricket it was, as the guy mentioned, you know, in his question, when when Cricket South Africa decided to have six um, provinces, mm. that's when cricket died in our areas. Because remember, border cricket died, Easterns died, mm. uh, Strom died, mm. Northwest died. You know, Port Elizabeth, and I say going further than that side because you remember it was PE, mm. and they merged with border, and then they made Warriors. Yeah. So then, then they only have to choose between the six provinces, each province they will have, you know, the likes of a, a border and the eastern province. Mm. So, and then club level, then they disappeared from there. Mm. So, and then the level of the, the clubs as well disappear because now all of a sudden the kids that are actually stays in East London, they don't see a value of growing into cricket. Because they don't know where they will end up to. Because border cricket itself has nowhere to go. Mm. 
because they don't have games that everybody looks forward to go and watch. Ne? Everything is about the Warriors. Everything is about the Pro Watch Cobras, and everything yes. is about Lions, and everything is about um, Titans. Now, all of a sudden, in the clubs that are around those areas, they are nowhere to be seen. Mm. Ne? So that's when then cricket in club levels absolutely disappear because now you find out there's no kids that they actually play for the clubs. It's us as old people that they're playing for clubs now yeah, because we still have a passion for the game. Yes, and there were strong mm-hmm. clubs back in the day. I mean, Russell yeah. Domingo played club cricket, Man. Ashul Prince yeah. and his brother Lloyd. They- Everyone yes. played club cricket. That's where we were found from the point of view because I remember myself, you know, as, as a young Dalian, I used to be taken by uh, what they, the club called Pirates in King Lumstown. Mm. Every Sunday I would play a club after I finished the, the Saturday school games. Sunday I get picked up and then I go and play for club. Wow. Now those kind of things, they are not there. They are not even existing. That's where I think... Cricket South Africa, they need to rethink of how then they manage cricket to go forward, especially when it comes to the provinces like border. Mm. That's, I'm, I'm talking about border because this is where I live. This is where sure. I grew up. You know, And then seeing everything that is happening in front of me, whereby I think this kind of um, uh, area... I'm talking about the Eastern Cape. I'm talking about East London going all the way to the likes of Alwan North, Amtata. Those were strong provinces mm. and they were strong areas because if you remember, black cricketers, they were born in this side of the area. You can go all over the provinces. Every single black cricketer, he will tell you now you come from the Eastern Cape. Yes, we are on Malibongo Maketa there. Dumisa Makalima. Oh, Dumisa Makalima. Where are they now? Where are they now? Where are they now? Where are they now? What is Pina? Anyway, let's take more messages, Makaya, as we wrap up our conversation. Evening, Tabiso. It's good to be hearing from the great man, Makaya, and the stories about the Warriors. We may see many of those days were the days when when you see uh, outside there in the winter in the winter morning you would see that dung of a cow you just put your feet there those were the days it's great hearing through the man then i can't wait to to read his book because there's a lot that we need to know about him yeah uh I'm Faisalia Thompson, man. I'm phoning here, calling from Uppington. I was so lucky to be uh, in the Eastern Cape. I was just staying to a village next to Makai and Dini's village. They call it Enyanswene. So during his era, I was around in the Eastern Cape, and uh, he's really a legend. I was lucky to see him in King Williamstown one day. And I used to uh, go to Dale College and watch rugby there sports uh, especially rugby and cricket in the eastern cape uh, it's been taken very seriously so i said for uh, for makaya let the legend lives and let it do to encourage and to bring other children up to board i uh, thank you hey, evening member just want to say as a soccer loving person makayantin was the only guy i would use 
as a poster for my books. So I appreciate him and everything that he's done for us. Matamash Kondem Pretoria. Good evening, Mr. Makaya and Tini and Tabiso. I just want to say to Mr. Makaya that I'm really proud of what he has achieved and what he is doing in the cricket world. I have followed him since 1998. I was still at school. I always had a crush on him. So, um, I, since those years, I was following him and I saw what an upright man he is and also what he's doing for the up-and-coming youth. Uh, cricket needs a lot of development, which through people like him, we are going to develop stars like him. Thank you. It's Dudley here from PE. You know, Dabizo, I love this guy, Makaya and Tini. And he was a guy that stand firm among white players. He didn't let this thing shake him off and feel inferior in his career. And I salute him. And other young players, they must really learn, learn really hard from this guy as an example. But please, Dabizo, just ask Makaya, what is his Tuko? Please. Dudley from Port Elizabeth, thank you. Good evening, good evening, Tariso. Uh, I, I would like to find out from the legend that you have there, uh, his experience coaching in Zimbabwe, why did he leave and what were the challenges that he, ex he experienced there? Okay, thanks for those. We've got five minutes left. Let's get straight into it. Damek, Dudley wants to know which to go, <laughs> Okay, loud and clear. <laughs> and then, how was your experience in Zimbabwe as a coach? Man, I love Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is my second country, if I can put it in a very good manner. I enjoy every single moment about it. You know, spending two years in Zimbabwe, seeing how people suffered regarding of... Uh, you know, everything, you know, if I can put it that way. You know, that country, I fall in love with it. I enjoy it, and then I would definitely, I would love to go back. You know, coaching in Zimbabwe, it was a, a lot of challenges, you know, regarding of, um, I would say the resources were not there. Mm. You know, it, it's one of those things that I think, you know, I was always, you know, asking South Africa, why they don't help as a, they are the mother of Africa. They need mm. to put you know, um, a good hand within the African countries, you know. So to say I was not, I didn't leave the country, reason why. I was um, I was fired because I was very stubborn to things that I wanted to achieve. And then, but you're having someone that is not willing, you know, to be part of what you're saying, because I see it from, um, from far. And then I say, this is cannot work in this country. We need to work together to be able to assist. But he, you know, uh, being stubborn is something that I'm proud of mm. because I believe that, you know, um, talent, you can never buy it. You need to nest the talent, you know, for you to achieve everything that is um, is there mm. that you see that it needs to be nurtured. So I was mm. fired in Zimbabwe because of uh, the stubbornity that I was. On that note, are you still interested in coaching? Because people were asking when Graham Smith took over and Mark Boucher, Carlis Ontong, Langerfeld, all these guys were appointed, they were asking, where is Makayantin? 
No, coaching is it was one of my my first thought, you know, after the after I retired. You know, so yes, I am, you know, still available. Anything that comes that it comes to to coaching and and, and apply back to the community and then you know, nest whatever that I see that it needs to be nest to 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 be great. Graham mm. Smith hasn't called you yet. He will never call me. Why? I'm stubborn. He doesn't like stubborn people. I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the other common question on on Twitter, Makaya, is that a lot of people believe you retired too early, especially ten wickets short of four hundred wickets and short of that Sean Pollock record. They want to know why did you stop so early? <laughs> That's a long story. I didn't stop. That's another thing. You know, you know when you when you get pushed out of uh, of the system without even you knowing, and all of a sudden you find yourself asking those questions: What did I do wrong? You know, if 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 we all remember the game that we played in Durban against England, where all of us failed, mm. I was the only one who were kicked out of the of uh, of that eleven. And then I've never seen, you know, the sight of the of the ground again playing the green and gold. And then that's that's a that's a, a question I ask myself: What did I do wrong in that particular one game? You know, my 101, whereby every single one of us were failed. So that's how I lost my cap, and then that's how I never played for South Africa again. I lost everything from the contract, from you know. Um, not even knowing how did I lose, you know, from being an A-plus contract to no contract in the same, you know, uh, month. So to those that they, you know, I really wanted to be number one in the country. It was one of the things that I put up front, even from the coach's point of view, saying that I want to be the first person to break the record, which is the only person that was standing in front of me was, um, was Sean Pollock. So a retired the retiring was not part of um, my thinking because I said to myself, I'm going to play until I'm 40. Mm. And then I think that was the reason they said this guy is going to cause a lot of problems. So we need to kick him out now. They can't afford having you breaking all those records. Because I wanted to run away with them and then making sure that there's no one who chase me. Sure. You've said a mouthful, Tamek. Let's leave it there just because of time. But thank you for joining us. We wanted to highlight what you guys are doing with Betway, the wonderful work. You've been very passionate about giving back and development. And I'm glad that there are people that are supporting you now. And we're going to follow this and see how much progress is being made. But most importantly, Makaintin, we wanted to give you the respect that you deserve, sir, and say thank you very much for the memories. You're one of our heroes. You'll forever remain as one of our heroes. And uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you, Tata, and thank to everyone who had time to put their questions. And then I think if cricket can can be changed in our rural areas, it can be changed to the top as well. Thank you, Makayantini. People will never forget how you've made them feel. That's it from us.